Hi, I'm Tom Cruise. Obviously. <laughs> and I'm Chris McQuarrie. Well, obviously. And we're talking to you from the set of Top Gun Maverick. We're very proud to present Mission Impossible Fallout, and we want you to enjoy it to the fullest possible effect, just as you would in a theater. To that end, we'd like a moment of your time to talk to you about video interpolation. Video interpolation, or motion smoothing, is a digital effect on most high-definition televisions and is intended to reduce motion blur in sporting events and other high-definition programming. The unfortunate side effect is that it makes most movies look like they were shot on high-speed video rather than film. Now, this is sometimes referred to as the soap opera effect. Without a side-by-side -side comparison, many people can't quite put their finger on why the movie they're watching looks strange. Most HDTVs come with this feature already on by default. And turning it off requires navigating a set of menus with interpolation often referred to by another brand name. If you own a modern high-definition television, there's a good chance you're not watching movies the way the filmmakers intended, and the ability to do so is not simple for you to access. Filmmakers are working with manufacturers to change the way video interpolation is activated on your television, giving you easier access and greater choice over when to use this feature. Meanwhile, a quick internet search should provide you with step-by-step -step instructions on how to quickly disable the feature so that you can enjoy the movie you're about to see exactly as the filmmakers intended. On behalf of everyone who works so hard to bring you the very best motion picture experience, thank you very much for listening. Enjoy. Hello, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and welcome to episode 475 of Film Bastards. <clears throat> Excuse me. My name is Ian Loring, and as always, I am joined by... Becky Foster, hello everybody. I'm Matt Foster, hello everybody. Hello, hello one and all. Happy New Year. We hope you had a uh, enjoyable, fun New Year. Ready to roll into the drudgery that is January 2023. Coming up on this week's show, our first review of the year is Noah Baumbach's adaptation of Don DeLillo's American classic, White Noise. Um, and that's the only main review. Uh, we'll have some what we've been watching, trailer talk, news and whatnot. We're also going to be doing a kind of like a general amuse-bouche of uh, like a 2023 preview. Um, it's going to be a little bit ramshackle, to be honest. We're just going to kind of like talk about some of the stuff that we've been uh, that we're looking forward to a, a bit of a extrapolation on the uh, the question that we had uh, towards the end of last week's show about most anticipated films so um i put together a spreadsheet to organize the show a little bit going into the new year and kind of like our patreon and um I'm, I'm planning on doing shite or sounds that i talked about a couple of weeks back and uh, kind of plugging up that all in and um there's a lot of stuff planned for next year, whether yeah. dated or not at this point. And uh, we're just going to have a kind of like a general talk through some of the stuff that we're looking forward to in 2023. So strapping might, might be a longer one. We'll, we'll, we'll see how we go. Um, even though maybe some sections might be shorter than usual. Well, you know, we'll see. I mean, fuck off. It's free. If you, if, you know, if you're bothered by the runtime, why are you here but if you're not then strap in and get ready for us to tickle your balls um 
patreon.com forward slash film bastards uh, for uh, bonus content, including our guy Richie Marathon. Uh, I don't know why I said it like that. Marathon. Um, <laughs> but Marathon, uh, where we just discussed uh, The Gentleman. Uh, we're going to be finishing up next week with uh, Wrath of Man. And then, ah, oh, my friends, yep. get ready to smoke one up with us. Yep. What are we getting out? We're getting the bong. <laughs> oh, that dank, dank bong June ho. Um, and uh, we are very much looking forward to that. Yep. Um, Bex, are you looking forward to that one? Bong Joon Ho. Yeah. Yes, I am. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm a, a fan Good. of the vast majority of his films, and I'm hoping to be proved not wrong because I don't. And I, I can't remember whether I liked it or not. Oh, Jeff. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's probably just. Well, I'm glad. I think I was going through maybe a bit of a Tilda Swinton thing when we watched it of not liking her. I think that might have coloured my opinion. Yeah, possibly. Mm, I am a bit like that. Yeah, you are a little bit, bit like that. Bit of a dick. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I'm probably yeah, wrong. I mean, I'm glad you're looking forward to something, Bex. That's all I can say. <laughs> so. I look forward to loads of things. Um, <laughs> sorry. Uh, all right, uh, that's a reference to... No, 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 not at all. It's a reference to something that we will never talk about on the show. <laughs> Um, so, uh, <laughs> um, okay, so I don't think there's been too much news-wise. Um, I mean, Avatar's still making all the money, um, but Mafregan is projected to do around 20 in the US this weekend. Yep. It's pretty good. Pretty good. Um, obviously that thing is going to have a hundred times multiplier and make two billion in the US alone. So, uh, I mean, it's going to be a fantastic start. Um, but yeah, yeah. Um, after, after me being a misery on last week's show, getting that 2023 schedule, uh, looked at, uh, I'm, I'm feeling a lot more positive and with that kind of news. Absolutely. Also, I mean, it's worth calling out Avatar in its third weekend, a 0% drop in the US. Uh, I mean, that's nuts. It's kind of impressive, yeah. Fair, fair fucking play. Um, but, you know, Babylon only dropped about 20%. Um, it had made fuck all in its opening weekend, but at least it only dropped 20 or so. Um, and let's let's see how these things pan out. Um, but... Yeah, I mean, apart from that, I mean, news-wise, I kind of feel like we've got other stuff to talk about this on, on, on this week's show, unless you guys had anything in particular to speak on. No, there's nothing come up in news, I don't think. I think Christmas and New Year happened, so they didn't really bother having any news. Fair. Um, okay, so let's let's talk about some trailers. I'll be honest, I think I've only got one, and it was the one that came out today as we record. Uh, we, yeah, we did a bit of a trailer watch uh, before the show, just so we like the, the fresh in our memory, and we've got two. Mm. So, okay. the, the one that you're thinking, and we also mm. watched the trailer for the Gerard Butler movie, Plane. Oh, you have seen the trailer for Plane? Yes. Okay, good. <laughs> I keep forgetting Gerard Butler's a thing, and then he'll be like in a trailer for something that I'd. I could watch, but I've not really 
that pumped for and then it, I forget about him again. The most surprising thing about the trailer for Plane is the fact that this movie is getting released in cinemas. <laughs> and you kind of watch it going, really? This movie? Yeah. It feels like a pandemic special, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, sorry for listeners, I've just turned down my voice on the audio track because it being me, I was peaking like a motherfucker. So if I sound a little bit different now, it's because I'm trying to help your ears. Um, yeah, it is stunning that this is getting released in a cinema, but I'm also here for it. Yeah, I'm, I'm here for it. I will I, I will happily go and watch that of a Tuesday evening in the cinema. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's that kind of one. You know, I'm going to double check. I'm, I'm looking now and thinking... Ooh, I bet I bet that's a tasty fucking hundred and two minutes or something like that. Which means you can watch it. They go for hundred an hour forty seven, Gerard. No. <laughs> there better be a fucking geostorm in this one, you prick. <laughs> yeah. Fuck it. Yeah, but like twelve it. minutes of credits. Yeah, twelve minutes of credits that's just fucking it just thanking all the people that managed to get this fucker made. <laughs> It it needs it needs to start with twenty different production company logos, including some tax shelter <laughs> organization, um, and then just say plain, and then start, and then not like have no opening titles, and then have twelve minutes of credits at the back end. That's what this needs to do. <laughs> yeah, be, be really, really fucking serious. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah, yeah, just white text on black, plain, <laughs> small as well. Like usually, I'd want it big, but I want this to be sombre, really small, and like in the bottom right-hand corner. Oh fuck! That's that. That's that meme of like the guy, um, uh, Vince McMahon, going through the various stages of brain explosion. Like <laughs> yeah. that's the end there. Like in the bottom right. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Um, yeah, and then the other one is, yeah, the trailer for a movie that I forgot was even happening. <laughs> so, I mean, it's on the schedule, Mark, um, for a uh, week commencing Monday the 24th of April, we'll be talking about this one. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, Evil Dead Rise. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say I am in for this, however... I'm very in for it because it looks like it's throwing an awful lot at the screen, which I, I dig. It does look like they have a horror movie and then they basically slapped the Evil Dead book in it so they could call it Evil Dead something. They've Cloverfield Universe. They? They, they have Cloverfield, this motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But the movie that that's there behind it looks like a fucking banger. Yep, all for it. Yep, 100%. Oh, that bit where she's on the headphones and then the, the, the hatch opens and she's just crawling down the wall. Yep. Creepy as fuck. Go on. I'm a little worried it might be a bit too much for me, guys, I'll be honest. Uh, I'm going to watch it, obviously, but I, yeah. Um, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Did it get to you, Ian? A little bit. A little bit. Um, the... 
It looks like it's really, really playing on the deadites tormenting people, and that's absolutely fine, but tormenting a young kid. Ah, fuck. Yeah, Um, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I know you do. I hope it bites Um, a fucking head off. Wow, (laughs) man. The thing is, like... When the like the the, the teaser to the t- to the trailer came out yesterday, I saw a couple of people going, "Okay, so they've basically done Demons 2. Um, and it doesn't look like that because it looks like it's going to be very very focused on this family. Yeah, um, if you look at the I cast think... list, there's hardly any other cast. And yeah, I mean, this was shot during COVID, you know, and I mean, it was originally supposed to be HBO Max, but they've given it a theatrical, like, Magic Magic Mike's Last Dance, so absolutely fair play, and fully supportive of that. Like, it just, it would have been cool if it was Deadites tormenting a whole apartment block. Like, that, that, like, that's, that's my thing here. I think if it was more Demons 2, I would have been up for that. Yeah, because Demons 2 is a fucking good time. Yeah, that, that film fucks. Um, and uh, yeah, but at, at you know, at the same time, I think the mum being possessed, and then the like her sister and the sister's niece, base, you know, going against her. Like that's a, that's an interesting premise. Also, there was that one shot of kind of like the evil dead cam outside the apartment block. So, like, hopefully there'll be some of that as well. I mean, it's directed by Lee Cronin, who uh, directed that film that I didn't see. Irish film, I think it came out pre-COVID, where there's, like, a big hole and a kid goes into it and then they come out and they've changed. The hole in the ground. I can't remember what it was. It was literally called The Hole in the Ground. I was doing a little bit of a bus that wouldn't slow down moment. (laughs) Um, But, okay, it is actually called The Hole in the Ground. All right. Um... And uh, which, which I'm, I'm, I'm informed. Quite interesting, it, actually. Yeah, it feels like they've got someone who really gives a shit making it. So why not? It's just I've got a feeling it's going to be a super thanks. I hate it from my perspective, but hey, I'm up for watching it. Yeah, I, 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 I'm looking forward to it. Just. Basically, just based upon the fact that the trailer made me go, "That looks fucking icky." Yeah, I like icky. That looks icky, and also, I'm gonna be honest, that fucking deadite's kind of attractive. (laughs) (laughs) Icky and children, yeah. Icky and children in peril. You both areas you're yeah fairly keen for it. Yeah. Born in Jamaica, twenty twenty three. I just need to see what the fuck Noel just meant there. Oh, wow. Okay, fair enough. It was literally called that. Yeah. Okay. Rating 40. <laughs> like, um, sorry. Um, oh, hello. Lottie wants something. Hey, babe. You all right? Yeah. Oh, wow. You've got your roller skate protective gear on. You're going to do some skating in the living room. Yeah? Not outside because it's dark. Right? Not outside because it's dark right now. High five. Have fun. Good to see you. Bye bye bye. All right, have fun. Also, I can still like do this to land. You, you okay? That's I good. I think this is just to um, <clears throat> keep down Sorry, the guys. impact and. Okay. Oh, it's to keep. The, oh, okay, that makes sense. Okay, good. Well, I'm I'm glad you're in that gear. It makes me have less heart palpitations. All right, have fun, babe. Love you. Love you.
Uh, lots got roller skates. Um, <laughs> and yeah, it, it, I've not been fucking freaking out about that at all. Um, yeah, I, did you hear that? Did yeah. I come up on the mic? Uh, yeah, okay, well done. Yeah, she's a cheeky one. Um, anyway, sorry, where were we? Um, I think we were just getting fuck, to the sorry. end of the trailers. Yeah, I think we were. Um, but yeah, just to say, the Renfield trailer debuts tomorrow as we record this, so we'll talk about that next week. Nice. Um, yeah, I, I really, really like that we're starting to get into a cadence where every kind of like Wednesday, a trailer kind of comes out pre-show. It feels like that's going to gear up more and more yeah. now, like it, it, it used to. Feels like they're is... doing it for us. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, if they were doing it for us, they could have done Renfield, but um, hey, you know, you can't have everything. Um, all right, so let's move on. Um, we're 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 moving like a train full of explosive chemicals at the moment, but we'll uh, we'll be we'll be slowing down. We'll be slowing down. Like um, a train full of so, explosive chemicals that's been crashed into by a truck. Absolutely. Terrific. Absolutely. Yes. Good. White Noise is directed by Noah Baumbach and stars Adam Driver, Greta Gerwig, Rafi Cassidy and Don Cheadle. Uh, IMDb says, I mean, it starts off quite uh, hardcore. Dramatises a contemporary American family's attempts to deal with the mundane conflicts of everyday life while grappling with the universal mysteries of love, death and the possibility of happiness in an uncertain world. That's fair. So... Yeah, probably is actually. Fake, but um, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know. It's pretty hard to describe this film in a sentence though, isn't it? Um I think. Anyway. Uh so I talked about this when it played LFF. I rewatched it last night, but I'm gonna cede the floor to Mark and Becky generally. I think exactly the same as I did the first time around, actually. My opinion has not changed at all. Um, This film has got some really, really good stuff in it. It's also got some rough stuff in it, which unfortunately for me is more towards the second half of it. Um, But I'm I'm keen to see what you guys thought because Noah Baumbach is not really on your wavelengths if if memory serves so uh mark uh what do you think to white noise with the exception of the um the palmer documentary that baumbach made which was very good uh i think it might be my favorite no baumbach movie i think mm. helped by that the doesn't fact surprise me that helped by the fact that it's not it, it's an adaptation so mm. it's not in some way based upon some kind of fucking thing from his life. Yeah. Um, so it it it, it yeah, still it's, has. The, it's curtailed the backiness of it a bit. Yeah, it? it very much has curtailed the backiness of it. But also as well, I I actually the, the other the criticisms that I've often had of Baumbach movies is that. He's always at pains to show he's the smartest one in the room, and they all look like he's doing a shitty impression of an eighties Woody Allen movie. 
<laughs> Whereas this is a good looking movie. Mm. There's, I, I'm baffled as to people got paid for this movie. That is the only way that you can call it a hundred million dollar movie. Yeah, people made some fucking, serious. I mean, one hundred and forty million. One hundred and forty million. And yes, people got paid. people got paid because they don't get a back end. Yeah, it, because they don't get a back end. But even I, I, I can't even buy they don't get a back end because this movie wouldn't have made anywhere near enough money to give people a back end, yeah. and everybody knows that. So I'm filing it into a different type of this is some kind of maybe not tax dodge or anything like that, but this is... People had things on people <laughs> um, for this, um, for, for that. But I I enjoyed it. It's once I got... Once I, 10 minutes in, the first four, five or so minutes, I was going, right, okay, what's going on here? And then once I got the rhythm and the cadence of it, mm. and my brain uh, went... Oh, okay. This has got a patter and a a, a rhythm of something akin to um, Baz Luhrmann's Romeo and Juliet. Yeah. That yeah. all right. This mm. is set this one, but this I'm not. To, this film is not trying to make you think that people actually speak like this. No. Um, I was all right with it then. I was like, I was, I was engaged with it. And I was kind of on board um, from that point on. And also I was... Well, I think the, 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 the fact that part of it thematically is about people's difficulty separation, separating reality from pop culture and what they see on screen and things like that. I think the, the beat that the dialogue has to it and the way that it's performed yeah. helps with that. It's like it, it, it feeds into it. Yeah, and I, I, and I was... I was palpably aware whilst I was watching it going, oh, I haven't read the book. You've read the book, Ian, and you were a big fan, weren't you? Yeah, I am a wanker and studied it as part of my American literature module in uni. And I think, if you read it, Becca, no. I, thought, I, thought you, I thought you read it, sorry. Mm. Um, but I, I was very much like, when I was watching it going, oh, I... I I might be off bat, but I can imagine how this would read. Mm. And that, that's not a criticism of, of, of the film. It, it, it's quite the opposite. I'm, I'm putting it out there as, a, as an actual kind of a positive for that. Yeah. I don't think it's in any way... It's not going to trouble like my top ten or anything like that. But I was very pleasantly surprised at how much I enjoyed spending time with it. It's... Um, it, it, it's... It's bound back leaning more into his Wes Anderson-iness <laughs> yeah. than leaning <clears throat> into his, you know, his Woody Allen-iness mm. that he can have there. But I would happily take more of this bound back than I would do... I, I will watch this more often than I will watch any Wes Anderson movie. <laughs> Fair enough. Because I will watch this again. Because I had fun with it. Yeah. I think the the kids are all very entertaining in it. Yeah. Um, I think Driver is very good in it. Cheadle just about gets away with it. He um, doesn't for me. Huh? He doesn't for me. Does he not for you? No. I think Cheadle could be a little bit like that. I think Don Cheadle tricked people into thinking he was a very good actor with Boogie Nights. And, and, and has, has never quite 
ever got as good as that again, mm. but people still think that he's a really good actor because of that, and I think he's a mediocre performer. Mm. Um, I, I, I think he's just... He's, 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 like, all of the performances are exaggerated. Yeah. In a stylized kind of way, like, it works, but his is too much. It's too exaggerated for me. I don't think Gerwig's very good. No, she's painfully bad for 85% of her screen time. But when she's good, she's very good. Mm. That's the weird thing. She's not bad throughout it. But I... A lot of time I thought, right, you're playing dress-up. But then when she's not, when she's good, she's really fucking good. But there there was too much for it where I felt a little bit like she was almost looking down on the character and was just having a little bit of plain dress-up. Yeah. Whereas I didn't get that from, from Driver. Look at me dressed up as a housewife. Yeah, a little bit of that. Yeah. I think... Um, so, yeah. But, I'd say, when she's good, she's really good now. Yeah, I'm very pleasantly surprised. What were you that liked Bex? Because I think you're you like some of Boundback's stuff, don't you? Do I? Do I? I don't know. I don't think so. I thought you got on with some of it more than me. You don't have a visceral reaction against him. No, no, that's true. Um, <laughs> if you met him, you'd be quite pleasant to him. I'd probably call him a cunt. <laughs> No, I, I, do you know what? I thought it was very good. I thought it's very similar to to you. I thought the I thought Adam Driver and the the kids were really good. Um, I thought the I thought the kind of um, what, what was it? Airborne toxic event would be a bit more of a a main character. Yeah, but I like that it was. But yeah, but then I was quite like, oh, okay, so that it's not about that. Yeah, because the trailers kind of make out like it is about that. Like that's the central crux, and it's it's not. It's about the very human the, fear of mortality. <laughs> so it's it's a, the airborne toxic event is done sixty four minutes into a hundred and thirty eight minute film. Yeah, I I, I dig that. Mm. When that disappeared, I was like, oh, all right, cool. <laughs> mm. Um, it does feel a little bit self important. And I don't know whether tonally that's coming from the book or not, because obviously I've not read it. I can forgive the movie for that, though, mm. with this. Because I get it. I, 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 for, for, I get the indulgence, and I think... I, I, I was in on it. Mm. Mm. I was along for the ride enough that the indulgences <coughs> didn't piss me off. Yeah. And there was some very nice shots in it. Yeah, um, but yeah, I, I I wish um, she'd been better in it because I found that kind of pulling me out of the story quite a lot of the time. Um, how amdrammy her performance performance was for most of the time, and then I was kind of when she did the whole bit where she explains to Adam Driver about being on the dial R and what it's for and yeah. her condition and all this kind of stuff and they have that whole conversation for about five minutes after that her performance is better yeah. and it's like oh okay so 
evidently it's a choice that's been made that this is how she is because she's on the medication and because she's wrestling with this big secret and now that it's out she's gonna not be as shit and then she just goes back to being shit again but then there's like you say there's there's little there's little sunbeams that come through from her performance where she's where she's not like the bit where they're in in the hospital with the nuns it's a much more natural performance from her um Mm. And the bit where they're um, kind of packing the guy up to go in the car and he says something really batshit and they're just both like, he's like, okay. And she's like, sure, whatever. <laughs> and then they just kind of call everyone putting him in the car. And it's like, there's bits that feel more natural, but for the majority, it is very, very amdram. She suffers from the, the, the thing to... Uh, uh, she purposefully tries to be quirky. Yeah. Whereas I think Driver could just play quirky quite well. Mm. I think you you mentioned it, Ian. There's, there is there is a there's a, a whiff of partridge to it at points. <laughs> yeah, it's distracting how partridgey he is. Uh, and like, I, I'm assuming Noah Baumbach has no idea what Alan Partridge oh, is. I have a feeling that, that that Noah Baumbach definitely knows what partridge is. Oh, really? Yes. Yeah, I don't know. I just like it felt like a weird. Yeah, I don't know, I just had some cognitive dissonance at moments of of the film. But I mean like some of the some of the conversations here, which are like kind of ripped from the book, I mean, are brilliant though. I mean the <coughs> where he's being tested for the air, like the airborne toxic event at the uh, the evacuation place yeah. and it's like the computer simulation and it's just like, well, you know, this this hasn't written like I don't know, I'm paraphrasing, but the guy's just like the data hasn't really run the way that we wanted it to because we wanted it to run like a simulation. Like uh, it, yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, yeah and Travis, the Travis, you like, know, and, but wait, this is real. <laughs> and just that that concept of the uh, the dark, like the Noah Preen, whatever, living in you past when you're dead. Yeah, you know, that, and it's I'll like we'll know you. a lot. We'll know much more in like 50, in thirty years. <laughs> You, you know, and it's that, uh, that, uh, that whole that, sequence there felt very Brazil. Mm. Oh, uh, yeah, uh, uh, absolutely. But I mean, it, it's I don't know. I I find from after the airborne toxic event where it gets into the Dylar stuff, I still kind of click out of it a little bit while he's going through his investigation. But then when they like that scene at the uh, at the church or like wherever it is with the nuns, I think is fantastic, and just that whole that whole point of you know getting through life and things might be mundane and stuff, but if you've got people around you that you feel connected with, you know you'll be okay. There's no point thinking about the bigger stuff because what can you do about it? Um. That I, I I find an odd kind of peace in that, and I I I I very much relate to that, you know of, of you know the shit in our lives that we that is actually quite vacuous, but means, but can mean something to us as well, like the supermarket, like Don Cheadle talking about how he finds the A and P like comforting and whatnot. It, it's like I get that. Because if you just worry about the bigger things that you've got no effect on, 
constantly you drive yourself insane. you are going to have yeah you're and you're going to have a miserable life yeah and, it, 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 and i feel like that's that that's that's something a lot of people especially people who are very very online probably need to understand mm. you know yes the world is a, is a shit place for a number of reasons there's also only so much that you in your individual power can do about it and that's okay yeah it is uh, which is an odd but moral but i get it yeah and there's also the the element of do you know what yes going to the supermarket is ostensibly a mundane act but it's something pretty much everybody has to do in their day-to-day lives so why why can't you take some form of enjoy it? We actually quite enjoy it at the cinema, the, 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 uh, the supermarket. I love going to the supermarket. Yeah. It's well exciting. It, 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 but it's such a, a mundane thing that you're doing. Yeah. That it, 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 in theory, it should be a chore. But, and it, it, it can be. But we're also quite enjoying it sometimes. Yeah. See, I, I struggle with it, that it, element of this movie, to be honest. Because I, I do go into like periods of full-on fucking existential dread about like dying and losing people and stuff like that that i struggle to pull myself out of like i could probably do with some (laughs) dialogue sometimes you see i'm whereas you're weirdly fucking see i think that's hiding deeper waters it's definitely not (laughs) i am (laughs) if if we can say one thing becky it's i'm not that deep (laughs) i'm very shallow yeah yeah, I, yeah. I would. You, you, if, if you were wearing canvas shoes, your feet wouldn't get wet. That's, but that, that's the. Thing. I, I, I'm with you there, though, Bex, because it's like I either need to die in my sleep, or it needs to be a massive surprise that's over real quick. Like th- th- those are my two. Mm. Those are my two, um, and, and it, it's. It's the thought of just like winking out of existence that terrifies me. I I I want to go so I can literally go fair play. <laughs> I I go this that goes all right. I'm alright with that. I don't think you would in reality. I think I would. I don't think you would. I would. Anyway, this is getting Mark. I'm I'm. I'm gonna I, I know this is getting very dark, but. Mark, yeah. I feel like you wouldn't deal with the diagnosis of something terminal very well. I don't think I would either. I don't think you would. I think you need to die triumphantly. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Backwards and on fire. Backwards and on fire. <laughs> uh, anyway, can we change yeah, the Yeah, I mean, that's very good. From death. That would be great. Yeah, yeah. So, sorry. But, I, but that's the thing. I find the... The, the 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 end of this film that culminates with the LCD sound sound system like uh, uh, sequence at the end, I find that oddly profound, even though it's emphatically not profound. Yeah. There, there's just something in that. Just it's all right to enjoy being with people you like being with and doing mundane shit. Yeah, it, it's an you don't need upbeat. you don't need to be doing Hitler studies to enjoy life, you know. Yeah, it, it, it's oddly. Upbeat. Sorry, yeah. I like that it finishes on like a yeah. little, not not like a dance sequence as such, but like kind of a little bit of a dance sequence, and it's like my brain just went ah, the ballet of everyday life. Yeah, is, is what it said to me. Well, there is that element, of and it, it is. Yeah, that. yeah it it's... is. It's the dance we do. Yeah, 
it's quite and it's not yeah and it's not looking down sorry go on Sorry, yeah, it's not looking down on it. It is just like, take some pleasure from this. Yeah. Sorry, yeah, yeah. I was just going to say, it's that they've learned, instead of worrying, you know, they say don't sweat the small stuff. In this case, it's don't sweat the big stuff. Enjoy the small stuff. Mm, Stop torturing mm. your fucking yeah. selves. And they've learned to do that with each other and their family. And it's it's quite a nice ending. But then you also have Andre 3000 just with a box of cookies, just bending down, shaking, <laughs> yeah. standing up, bending down, standing up with a smile on his face, which yeah. is great. Yeah. I, I almost wish that literally that, that, that while he's doing that, a speechful just came out of his mouth and it just went, there will be a new Goutcast album in 2023. <laughs> <laughs> just that's how they announced it. <laughs> None of this cryptic fucking tweets I- shit. <laughs> Mm. I just, yeah, I. It's like there's in this two-hour, twenty-minute film. There's a half-hour section of it that I'm not into, and that you know, and that that's a not insignificant chunk. But the rest of it, I really vibe with. Um, and and, and I, that that's that's not for nothing, and just the sheer scope of the film. It, it feels like Baumbach's breathing, and it, obviously he's got the budget, and he's using it, and it feels very of a time and place, like the production value of it. I'm not entirely sure it's $140 million, but it's a good deal of money. Yeah. And it, it you know, it looks good. It sounds good. Danny Elfman's score is very, very good. Um, yeah. It's very much yeah. a Danny Elfman score. But it's not like da, 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 no. Da, 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 it's not a Danny Elf. Sorry, yeah, but you know what I mean. Yeah, it's one of his good ones. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Well, I'm I'm very happy that you guys liked it as much as you did. Yeah. I, I, Even if there are reservations. Yeah. yeah. I, I I I glad that I that I enjoyed it. I was, yeah, I was, I was worried you wouldn't. To be fair. Yeah, I was worried that I so was I that I'd yeah. watch it and I'd be I'd, I'd I'd not enjoy it and I'd just come across as a little bit like I'm just being miserable because it's a no bound back movie. So I'm I'm very glad that I can now say, do you know what? I actually like a no bound back movie. It's the movie yeah. that no one else is, of his seems to like. <laughs> but it's not being well received. Mixed, I would say at best. Yeah, very mixed. Yeah, I would say that, that, that Baumbach fans don't seem to have enjoyed it as much as his other stuff. Fair well, next he's co-written Barbie. So yep. let's see how that goes. And I the really only thi- hope that's good. And the, the thing that's making me go, do you know what? He did co-write Madagascar 3. <laughs> he did. The Europe's Most Wanted, baby. Fucking good film, is that? Have you ever seen Madagascar film. 3? No, I don't like the Madagascar movie. You don't need to, because you don't need to at all. You don't need to. But Madagascar no. 3 literally starts the way that you imagine. It's basically, imagine what an energy drink would do to a child's brain. Yeah. That is the opening 35 minutes of Madagascar 3. It starts like you've already been watching it for 20 minutes. <laughs> it's bonkers. But I feel like you probably need to have watched the other nope. two. Nope. Nope, not at all. Not at all. 
We'll watch it one time. Because it's just, it's weirdly fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Our audience poll on White Noise is definitely not shit 40% and shit 60% with a caveat of Rick Kidd uh, saying, I voted shit, but really it's Suspiria. <laughs> I mean, yeah, fair, fair play, Rick. Wow, wait, that's a reaction, and and fair play. Yeah, I, that's that's fair. I think. Yeah, I can see why it would rub people up the wrong way. Um, hey, Hannah, you know, I think you really can't be a good rewatch of a TV show. Would you agree with that, love? Oh, yes, I would. Marvel's Agents of Shield. I think during you know global pandemics storms, all of these things. It's quite nice to just sit down and burn through something that you've seen a million Absolutely times. Absolutely. Nothing like a binge watch. Star Trek. Babylon 5. Because you can sit there for hours looking at serial killer documentaries. Absolutely. Uh, that Netflix. doesn't make you a weird person uh, at all. It doesn't. Yeah, you could watch documentaries that all seem to be about women killing men. Love you, darling. You could put off watching Daredevil for the 30th time. Harry Potter. But really, you can't be immersing yourself in the warm jumper of a rewatch of a show or a a franchise. A beloved franchise. A beloved franchise. Lord of the Rings. Twin Peaks. From VHS compilations recorded off television with the ad breaks, cut out of course, to DVD box sets of Sex in the City and, I don't know, Smallville. (laughs) Farscape Quantum Leap To giving up finding new content on Netflix And just having a comfort trawl through Star Trek The Next Generation Or Parks and Recreation I think that we can all agree There's a lot to be said for that You can't beat a good rewatch So, with that in mind Join Anna And Mike From Chinstroke vs. Panzilla As we burn through some of our favourite franchises And share our immediate reactions to each instalment In both spoiler and non-spoiler sections To do that Do a search for The Rewatch Project With Hannah and Mike On Apple Podcasts, Spotify Or whichever your favourite podcast provider may be or go directly to anchor.fm forward slash rewatch project. We are proud members of the Pod Syndicate family of podcasts. So, that's white noise. Um, let's move on. Let's do some what we've been watching and then we can gauge how much time we've got for. 2023 discussion. Yeah. So, Mark, Bex, who wants to kick off? Um, Should we kick off with what you watched solo? Because I've only got one solo, but we've got two that we watched together. Two. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, I've watched a couple solo. So, I. Um, it, there's not really an awful lot to talk about. It's um, the documentary that was made relatively recently um pennywise the story of it just going into um obviously the making of the superior version of the adaptation which the, is the miniseries. the miniseries yeah um it's got a lot of cast interviews which is really nice um didn't realize until very recently that the girl that plays beverly marsh is also the girl that plays the sister in ginger snaps that really weirded me out when i realized that Well, look at your confused little face. Try to add up like, numbers to work out how the fuck, like, it just does that add up with. 
Yeah. Like age? Yeah. Does it? Yeah, so like... How does that work? Where is she? I don't know where she is. Probably in America somewhere. Emily Perkins, of course it is, yeah. yeah. Wow. Fair play. So yeah, that weirded me out. And there was there's quite a bit of Tim Curry in it as well. Um, and he doesn't normally do huge amounts of interviews, obviously, anymore. No, but he, he was very much on board with this, wasn't it? But it's very, very surface. Oh. And it's... Yeah, I wouldn't. It's it's interesting to watch if you're a fan. Um, I think, I mean, there's no real reason why you would if you weren't. But you're also not going to learn, learn learn an awful lot either. There's some nice sound. I don't bites. think you're going to learn an awful lot. Sorry, Bex. <laughs> um, there's just not a lot there. It's quite flimsy. How long was it? Um. It's over two hours. hours. Yeah, there's there's a lot. Like it talks a lot about the like if you're interested in practical effects and stuff like that. There's 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 quite a bit in there about about that kind of thing. Um, but you know, there's there's a fair bit about like the cast and how they kind of built the relationship between the kid cast um with each other and then between the kid cast and the adult cast and so that there was yeah it's it's not bad it's if you've read anything about the making of before or listened to anything about the making of before it's nothing new right but if you haven't then there's probably quite a lot of like interesting stuff in there fair enough yeah um and then i also re-watched triple r i think ian did as well I I need to rewatch Elvis before the end of the year because otherwise I think this might pip it. <laughs> it is a glorious, magnificent it fucking. It's a cinema in capital letters. I, I, I really think Ian's it. description of it as as movie the movie is pretty much <laughs> like spot on spectacular. Um, it just it is just fucking fantastic. Like it's it's. So the scale of it is so massive. The performances are so good. It, the, the 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 story is really good. It's it's Quentin Tarantinoing the shit out of the historic historical elements oh, by yeah. making shit up. But I love it. And then there's dancing and there's music. Well, listen, if they want to blow the fucking roof off the Oscars this year, oh god, can you imagine? Have, have what's what's it called yeah. again? Natu Natu. Natu Natu. Have, have that there. They should be on to these guys and going, please, please, <laughs> we will give you, we, you don't You don't just get 90 seconds of the song, you get the full fucking song, <laughs> the full fucking stage, just have that. To just even have just people going, what the shit is this? This is magnificent. Uh, and there was, so, do you remember like uh, a little while back there was that thing going around on like social media? platforms of it's like what's your sexuality and then it's just a specific person yeah it's the, the you could make a strong argument for what's your sexuality the two male leads of triple r <laughs> they are oozing like just just complete magnetism in this like the, some of the faces that the oh god i can't remember his name not the guy that plays that that uh beamer the other guy I don't know, I the cop guy it, yeah um you you are Raju, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you got you got Beam and Raju, yeah, yeah. 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 Some of the faces he fucking pulls, and it's mm-hmm. it just yeah. 
get it. It's it's just eight. It's and uh, 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 yeah, I mean, just because we're talking about RRR now, it's it's just. I mean, it's an incredible piece of work, you know. And it's funny because um, um, I I watch fifteens in front of lots. She's nine now. She can fucking hack it. Um, and um, like Donna, Donna has taken to just basically coming in while I'm watching a film and then just sitting there asking me questions about what's going on and then just watching the rest of it. So like she did that with Nope, like an hour in. She was like, okay, so what's happened here then? And then she just ends up watching it. And she kind of did it with RRR, but twice. So the first time round she did that. And then she did it again this time round. And then Lots was watching it as well. And we were just marvelling at how much the British are absolute bastards. Yeah. And trying to explain <laughs> to Lottie why we are cunts was was something. But it was brilliant. We um but this bank holiday Monday just gone. We went down um um my um, in law's caravan. Um and um we <laughs> We were talking about what we've been up to, and um, uh, and and Donna was just like, "Oh yeah, we um like well, I kind of partially watched Ian was watching this uh, film on Netflix, RRR, and like uh, my my mother in law was just like, oh yeah, what's that?'" And <laughs> Donna was just like, "It's a three hour long Indian film," <laughs> and then like my mother in law was just like, "Oh," and Don was just like, "It's incredible." It's just, it, it, it's like an Indian film, so they're singing, like, all the way through it. And at one point, someone just throws a tiger at someone else. <laughs> and then my mother-in-law was like, oh, really? Okay, that sounds all right. <laughs> it was just brilliant. Three-hour-long film. And, 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 and I mean, yeah, and that's what Don takes from it, is singing, someone throws a tiger at someone. But yeah, that's as perfect a summation as RRR, as I think you'll ever get, and we, the British are bastards. Yeah, you know, I mean, that's all you need to know. But I will say, RRR two is in development. I kind of, I kind of need, I kind of need Sita to get out of the picture and for there to be a love triangle for between Jenny, Raju, and Akhtar. Because I'll be honest, right? During Natu Natu, all the other women are all in for Raju, and Jenny's in for Akhtar. (coughs) And I'm sorry, but Jenny. You're a fucking idiot. <laughs> Raju. Raju is the way. When he basically becomes Rambo at the end. <laughs> Jesus wept. Oh, I'd, I'd, I'd completely forgot about that whole sequence until he brought, brought up the front cover where he goes to get him. But like the bad English man's broken his legs. So he's had to be having to be his legs and just carry him on his shoulders. That that whole fucking sequence <sighs> is amazing. But just... just... Yeah, the ingenuity to not only write that but to get it to work and yeah. to be watching it going, mm-hmm. this should be this this is stupid, but it's not. Mm. Yeah, and then and that, that, this is this is go on. No, please, Max, go on. Sorry, I was just gonna say just the the the, 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 the fact that they end it with just like just a fucking dance sequence it doesn't further the story anymore. It's not set as like part of. They're not at a party and they're doing a dance it nope. is just a fucking dance sequence for the sake of it and it is all films should end like that I just More there's a party people credit. are like talk oh hell I think people will uh, do <laughs> Um, it just there is a part of me that's just like it 
it is really, really silly. This film is a really, really silly film. And people talking up its Oscar chances kind of feels like a hiding to nothing. Yeah. But... But it could win Best in Special Feature. <laughs> but it can't, though, because India didn't nominate it. Oh, you fucks. <laughs> so... It can't. It can't be nominated. It can't be nominated for that because India didn't nominate it. But any other category, it's it's the Academy. So the thinking is Natu Natu could well get a Best Original Song nomination. It might it might not, but it could. Um, there's people talking about SS Rajmuli getting Best Director and RRR getting Best Picture. It kind of almost feels like people are talking those up so that when it doesn't happen, they've got something else to moan about. Yeah, um, there's a little bit of that. I'd be very surprised if and, they get nominated, but it would be pretty fucking cool. Exa- yeah, exactly. And it's But it's just like... I, I'm not entirely sure it's a film that should be getting like a Best Picture or Best Director nomination. Like, I'm not, because it's a big, silly film. It's a big, silly film. However... And again, so is Top Gun Maverick. However, it's a big, silly film, but, you know, Avatar 2 is being talked about getting a nomination, and that's mm. a bigger, sillier film. Fuck. No, all right, no, 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 and I'm, I'm turned around, I'm turned around. If if but then again, it's like, do I think Avatar: The Way of Water should be getting those nominations? No, no I don't. I don't. But so, but if it, it does, in a world where Avatar R is getting them, RRR certainly can as well. Yeah, because it's yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's more innovative than than that movie. Yeah, yeah. Without question. Uh, yeah. And more Absolutely. joyous but, and more cinematic. There needs to be a love triangle. <laughs> Even though, then again, it would break my heart because they are the best of friends. They are the best of friends. But it's like, what, what do you what do Ian, in though, RRR2? What, what happens, right, when fire meets a storm? Mm. Mm. I mean, it's a fair question, but I mean, it's like, what happens in RRR2, though? Because... What conflict do you have for them? That was a pretty fucking nuclear conflict that those two had that they overcame. I just, I don't, I, 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 all I know is that whatever we suspect is going to happen, it will not be that. Yeah. I just hope it's glorious. Yeah. They need to be teleported into today. Yeah. That's what needs to happen. Yeah. I mean, do even you know, though do, they're do both what? real Fuck people, there, there is scope there to use real life stuff. But yeah, I mean they're real people who've never actually met each other in real life. Yeah, well, yeah. But they, they if they can if they can magic up a meeting, they can. I'm sure they can work something out. Yeah. And also, one last thing on RRR. Probably the I don't know maybe the best character introduction I've ever seen is Actar, where he's standing <laughs> with his back to camera. And it does that 360 swirl where you don't know whether the reflection is the right way up or not on him. (laughs) That is fucking incredible. And there's just the green all around him. Incredible. Incredible. Yeah, RRR fucking bangs. He tries to catch a wolf, but it's actually a tiger and he's pulling the chains together as well. 
that fucking that yeah. that's great. And then there's oh there's the there's this the bit with the child on the burning thing and then they clasp hands that is fucking, as they swing under the bridge. That that Rose, moment is Rose. like it, it's like oh. it, it, it's, there is literally that you know what you were saying in your movie the movie. That <laughs> there the only thing that could have possibly made that better is if literally the word cinema just started fucking flashing <laughs> at you. Because if, if you don't have an absolute fucking goosebumps flutter when that happens, mm. it's like, why, 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 are why, why, you, why, why are you even here? Yeah. I don't even mean to watch in the movie. I mean, like, on the planet. Wow. Shot it the fucking It, it should movie. get a best... And it should get a best original score nomination just for dum 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 I feel my picture with best pictures. Oh yeah, I reckon. Yeah. Fuck. It's up there though, isn't it? It really, really is up there. I don't think it's. It's not going to be my number one. It's not my number one. It's not. But it's very. It is. But I. I'd be very surprised if it's not in my top five. Mm. I, I mean, like top three. You know what I mean. Like it, it, it's hell of a film. Yeah. Anything else, Bex, that you watched on your? No, solo? the other one, the other one that I watched on my own, I didn't get to finish. So. Do you want me to do my solo one, and then we can do our jointy ones? Go for it. So I've only watched one solo film uh, this week. Excuse me. Um, I am the only person to rewatch this movie so far. I think no one Ever. else. No one else. I think this movie has been forgotten about, and I don't know why actually, because it's kind of fun. <laughs> uh, I rewatched The Watch. Yeah. Yeah. The... Oh, yeah, you did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, do you know what? It's kind of fun, The Watch. Like, it, 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 it's actually kind of fucking fun. Um, Ben Stiller looks like he's clasping onto this thing of, I'm still relevant, right? I'm still funny, right? Um, Jonah Hill genuinely seems like he's stoned throughout the entire fucking thing. <laughs> nice. Um, Richard Iwadi just seems like it, it, he's gone, I'm friends with Ben Stiller. I'm on British TV. Um <laughs> uh, and Vince Vaughn just seems like having a fucking great time. <laughs> like, a really fun time. Like, he just seems like he's just kind of pleased to be there. Yeah. That's nice. <laughs> but he's very fucking funny in it. It's... Billy Cudup turns up for no reason whatsoever. <laughs> and he's in, like, three scenes mm. as the neighbour <laughs> that, you know, that you're going, oh... They all think it's him, but it's clearly not. But what's he up to? And it's just that he's running an orgy in his basement. <laughs> oh, God, yeah, it's that one, That it? feels very Billy Crudup. It does feel very Crudup, yeah. Um, Rosemary DeWitt's in it. And just kind of, you watch it going, she should be in a lot more. She's really fun. She's like, she's like this generation, like that generation's Helen Hunt. That you look at going, she's actually quietly really fucking hot, and just a lot of fucking charisma. Yeah. In it, it's. I really enjoyed my time rewatching uh, the watch. 
It's just a good, fun, stupid movie. Good. That isn't too stupid that I don't think... That, that I think that it's just me who thinks that it's <laughs> Like... It is just you that thinks it's it's great because it's only no, you that's rewatched I, it. It is only me that's rewatched it, but what I do think that if watch. other people rewatched it, they yeah. go, "Do you know what? Yeah, all right, that's kind of a fun movie." I class it up there with things like The House, as people mm. should just give it a bit more of a oh, watch. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Um. And what did we watch together, Becky? We watched Strange World, didn't we? We did, yes. I was very anticipated about this coming onto Disney Plus because I really wanted to watch it, so... Yeah. Oh, by didn't over-egg it. What do you think? I really liked it. Really liked it. Really charming. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I specifically like the idea that it's... It's set as humans, but it's not technically kind of set in this world. No, no. But I like the fact that in that world, um, quite it films it quite well where being gay isn't a thing. It's just a thing that happens. Mm. And that is mm-hmm. emphasised by the fact that the the granddad character doesn't, yep. doesn't make a... It, it, it doesn't become a oh wait you're like a boy or anything like that that he's absolutely with. could have been so lazy there yeah. and it doesn't but it doesn't it, he just straight away goes into well what you need to do is you need to put him in peril it, it's it's like boys liking boys girls liking girls girls liking boys girls liking boys it's just it, it's just a thing that's there mm. it's there's no there's no parameters to it it just exists within that strange world. I really I like that. I don't know, because I don't think that exists within a lot of people's reality. It, it does, but within this world, it, I, I don't think, I just don't think it's... I don't think you can necessarily say that it's universal. I think they're just quite a sort of relatively tolerant family. Like, bear in mind, everyone that you see them interacting with about that is family. Yeah. And they just don't give a shit. Like, if... For example, if Isabel came to us and told us about her crush and it was, oh yeah, I've got a crush on Linda, let's say. I don't know why Linda. It, it's not, it would just not be a thing, whereas if she went and told someone... I mean, the fact true. that Linda's clearly in her 80s uh, <laughs> yeah. might be a bit of a thing. God, how old's Linda? Um, but yeah, I think it's, it's maybe more um, that rather than because it's set in a different world, let's say. I think you've got to give credit to the people that it's portraying more than yeah, the one that it's there's, there's that, but I think it's... Uh, I like my way of doing it. Okay. So fuck you. Um, it should just, it's just just how it fucking should be, isn't it? Yeah. Like, the amount of fucking people that have got their panties in a bunch about um, how woke this movie is. And, I, this kind I of stuff. and it's like, what, it, because it's got a gay character? Oh, just, and he plays a card game where there's no baddies? What the fuck? It's a, That's the, just Gen Z the, for you. The problem is woke has now become a buzzword for people who who want to say something nasty about something, yeah. but they don't actually yeah. want if, to if, say something nasty. If anyone ever uses if, a, the, the phrase, oh, it's just a bit woke, it's a bit like, oh, you're a fucking idiot then. Yeah, yeah. No, no, the next question should be, all right, what does woke mean? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Hmm. Exactly. Straight up, I, no, I mean, straight up, if anyone were to ever say to me, 
that's a bit woke. I'd be like, all right, what does woke mean then? And I fucking guarantee it will basically be something that doesn't vibe with them. Yeah. 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 But it's a cultural issue that doesn't vibe with them and it will be woke. Yeah, it's just, the, it, it's the current fucking culture mm. war buzzword. Mm. Do you know what though? I, if It's very, very small comfort, but the most streamed thing on Disney Plus right now Oh, I love that. Yeah. Is apparently Strange World. Yeah. Apparently it's doing really well on, on Disney Plus. That's something at least. Yeah. Too bad Bob fucking Chapek thought that theatrical release was bullshit. So didn't even really yeah. in, in terms of just very quickly, side tangent, mild side tangent here, right? Of weirdness of things that are streaming really well. So the number one movie on Netflix at the moment is Glass Onion. Oh, okay. And it's, yeah. it's already yeah. there. Um, I think third most watched uh, movie they've had on there, mm. which is fucking great. The number two is Knives Out. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. The number three is White Noise. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. So it's the fourth most watched movie. What fourth most watched movie on Netflix at the moment in the UK? What? Wrong. Del Toro's Pinocchio. Nope. Wrong term. Wrong turn. Not like the most recent wrong turn. The original wrong turn. It's odd how like well liked that movie is. Yeah, it's good though. <laughs> it's such an oddity. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. Of that movie. Mm. Mm. That's life. Sorry, I just, but yeah, I, I I really enjoyed Strange World. It's got a really nice animation style to it. Um, yep. You know, it's clearly trying to say things about um, environmental issues uh, and has all that within it, but it doesn't ever feel like it's lecturing you. No, no, it doesn't. You know, there's a Fern Gully-esque element to it. In the sense that it, it, it still manages to be quite fun. The Splat character is, it's not just a toy that you're looking at. That they can market it actually it, it has a really fun personality yeah yeah i don't there. know i don't really like the whole cute sidekick creature thing in i don't normally but i but i thought that that had a fun personality mm. to it um that was there but yeah i just had a really good time with it really nice we watched it on like new year's day morning didn't we yeah <laughs> oh, no, we watched it with lunch, didn't we? Lunch, yeah. Well, watched it with lunch. I think that it's kind of like a perfect time to watch it. That um, um, some slight breaking news. No, it's not really breaking news. It's just a quote that I thought was quite funny. Dave Bautista on his Marvel exit. Oh, what's he said? There's a relief that it's over. It wasn't all pleasant. I just don't know if I want Drax to be my legacy. It's a silly performance. I want to do more dramatic stuff. I could give a fuck about being a movie star. <laughs> I I very much like the fact that Batista has... like You get the feeling that Rock looks at Batista and just goes, fucking prick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, he's out there doing, like, Dennis Villeneuve movies and, like, he's in the new... Shyamalan movie yeah and he's he's doing like dramatic things really quite well and he's he's he's, he's approaching it from all the right angles 
Well, he's been talking about it quite a lot recently, hasn't he? Because he's, um, he's been saying, you know, he wants to be a proper dramatic actor. He wants he doesn't want to be a movie star, he wants to be an actor. Yeah. But looking like he looks, it's difficult. Because he's, he's not like your everyman kind of shape, is he? Mm. Um, and so he keeps just getting cast in like, Certain types of like actiony kind of roles, but but he does seem to now be be purposefully going. Do you know what? I'm not. I could quite easily take a bunch of paycheck action movie yeah. roles, and I'm not going to because that's it. I, I, I can't. Then it, I have to stay looking like this for the next fifteen years. Mm. I can't be asked. Mm. Mm. Good for him. Love it. Yeah, it comes across as a as a, as a, a pretty good dude as well. Mm-hmm. What was the next one we watched, Becky? <laughs> random choice from you, but apparently not random if, if you're privy to the boy chat. Yep. Uh, we watched Doc Hollywood. Yep. For, for some reason. Past, I still can't really understand you. you um, me. So the, 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 the root from this came from um, Jordan um, McGrath. Um, was watching My Cousin Vinny. Friend of the show. Friend of the show, John, yeah. Uh, Was watching My Cousin Vinny and was commenting on it. And then myself and Mike got involved in the conversation and was saying that 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 era of sort of very late 80s but more early 90s uh, of just like, not even like rom-coms, but just like entertainment films. Mm. You had like a spate of them. Yeah. uh, That were really like fun and entertaining. And we got talking about Doc Hollywood. Yeah. As, as one of them. Um, Frothy. Yeah, just like inoffensive, not cynical, quite nicely shot, often set in small time America. Yeah. Small town America, sorry. Um, with usually like fish out of water ones. Yeah. And there was there was quite a lot of them and they were quite they were quite fun. And yeah, they they didn't have that they hadn't quite hit the Gen X Cynicism. Cynicisms <laughs> yeah. that, 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 were, that were to come. Yeah. And this was, was, was sort of, was one of them. You know, you've got a young uh, hotshot doctor uh, who's on his way to be a plastic surgeon who by accident gets stuck in a small rural uh, Americana uh, because he happens to run over a fence. Avoiding a cow. Avoiding a cow. Yeah. And gets community service being a doctor. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, it's like... But the thing about it is, you know, you, at first you're introduced to him and he is cocky and a bit of a dickhead. But then you're more, you get to the and go, well, actually, he's not that much of a dickhead. He just is very much pretending to be... He's leaning into being a dickhead. Mm. But then you, you also very much can see and go, do you know what? That town does seem like it could be quite nice to live in. Yeah. You know, to a weird extent, we've kind of got an odd version of it here. <laughs> yeah. Where we where we live, we've come from living in a not a big city, but a a, a, a moderate sized city, mm. but a very cosmopolitan city. Yeah, yeah. To living um, in a village. small rural village yeah. that's also quite cosmopolitan. Um, and yeah, but it's 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 still quite fun, quite yes, charming. It's, yeah, it's good. It's um, different. Yeah, but this is it's fun. Yeah, yeah. 
It's just it's just a good amount of fun. And it's Michael J. Fox being Michael J. Foxy. Very charming. Yeah. Mm. Yes. Yeah. Very much. Yeah, it's really, really good rewatch actually. Yeah. Uh, what have you been watching here? Okay. So uh, obviously we talked about RRR. So yeah, well, I, a few things. Um, so I rewatched, and apologies, we're just going to mute for a second. You didn't need to hear that at all. Um, so, oh, hang on, there's another one coming. Hang on. Deary me, I'm so sorry. I don't know why people listen to us. <laughs> My God. Um, all right, sorry. So, um, yeah, I re-watched Michael Bay's triumph of cinema, Ambulance. Um, now, Patrick Willems, uh, YouTube extraordinaire, has done a, a marvellous video this week uh, around, um, around Ambulance. And... Um, this film, it's not gonna, be, it's not gonna be in my top ten. It's not a surprise. It's not a disappointment. You know, so I, I'm not gonna talk about it in that show. But my God, I what might. a fucking picture! Okay, that's great. That's that's terrific. Just what a picture. Um, I'm so annoyed that this did badly. This film is manic. It's so high intensity for all of it. Even when there's people talking to each other about about things, they're in a very fast-moving ambulance. <laughs> yeah, and it, it rules. I completely forgot that at one point, Jake Gyllenhaal runs someone over... That person then comes halfway through his windshield and then Jake Gyllenhaal, while driving, has to punch the shit out of that guy while the guy's trying to attack him. <laughs> it is amazing. Um, and like like Willems said, there's none of the Michael Bay ickiness. Like, it likes the look of Aza Gonzalez, but it's not leering at her. Yeah. There's, there, there, um, there, there's no fucking shot. There's no drone shot that's following our ass for 10 minutes. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It, it, it appreciates her look and nothing more, and that's spot but on. But it appreciates, um, in equal measures, Jill and Hall and Yahya Abdul Mateen's looks as much, if not more. Yeah, yeah, I mean. Shit, man. Jay Journal in a cashmere. Fuck me. Yeah. Um, you know, like, yeah. Powerful um, image. Absolutely. It's got gross shit in it, but it's not necessarily for comedy. Like, the bit where the guy, like, they're operating on the guy and his spleen ruptures and the blood just fucking spurts out all over the place. I mean, it, it's it's incredible. Um, I, I watched part of this in front of Lottie as well, which was probably not the best idea, but um, I told her to look away at moments. Um, and she wanted to look away at moments as well, you know. And um, she, to be to be clear, she has Bluetooth headphones on. She's not listening to any of it. Um, but uh, yeah, um, and the thing is, if I didn't do that, I wouldn't watch an awful lot because she insists on sitting in the living room all the time. <laughs> she won't go anywhere else. So, 
Um, but yeah, it is a stunning bit of work. The drone camera work is insane. Um, and the 4K disc is chef's kiss. Looks fucking amazing. Amazing. Uh, that is a hell of a film. I love the fact as well that they set up Jake Gyllenhaal's crew. And in like 25 minutes into the film, they're all either dead or arrested. <laughs> and it's just like, you're just with them. It's great. It's great. Um, I'm sad that the dog dad dies. At least I think he dies. It certainly looked like he died. That was sad. Like Michael Bay's actual dog as well, yeah. that big dog. Michael Bay likes to get his own dogs in movies. Love it. I love it. Just the fact that they reference both The Rock and Bad Boys in like two minutes. Brilliant. So, uh, ambulance fucking slaps. Um, okay, so also watched uh, Ticket to Paradise. Uh, so we didn't go out on New Year's Eve because uh, Lots wasn't feeling going to the uh, party that we were going to. There were other kids there, but it, it was what it was. Um, so we watched Ticket to Paradise. So finally caught up with this old parker's follow-up to mamma mia here we go again and uh george clooney julia roberts there's not an awful lot to say about tickets paradise it's charming it's really really charming and it is nothing more than that is it worth that's all you want yeah yeah because all you want from that film is for those people to be charming and it is um, I will watch that. Yeah, we're already looking at going to Bali next year. Think it's going to happen. Um, and hell yeah, Bali looks great. Politics not so much, and we've got to wrap our heads around that. Um, but it, it, it's a funny film. It, it, it whips along. It's about an hour and forty-five. No longer than you need it to be. Does not much that surprises, but uh, yeah, it's charming. There you go. It's Tickets Paradise. It, it, it's exactly what you think it is. Nice. <clears throat> and my last one. So, New Year's Day. I committed. I watched the untold story of Whitney Houston in oh, Whitney did, Houston. Yeah. I want to dance with somebody. <laughs> I did it. I watched all near two and a half hours of I Want to Dance with Somebody. So, written by the guy who wrote Bohemian Rhapsody, Anthony McCartan, and uh, starring Naomi Aki from uh, uh, Star Wars Rise of Skywalker as Whitney Houston. Um, and this film is not very good. <laughs> Shock. Um... So Naomi Aki, I think is uh, is very good. Um, she gets she's better than the material. There, there is a sense that she wants to be more powerful than she is, and kind of more of a dick than the film allows her to be. Um, but this is a film that has Whitney Houston's music in it and feels like it's trying to please several masters 
Um, you do get that Whitney Houston was bisexual and that basically to have a career, she had to give up a partner. Uh, but the film doesn't really like put her to the to the uh, test for that. Um, the and I I don't know the real life story. I'll be clear, but the the girl who's her partner basically becomes her personal assistant and just starts having relationships with other people, and they're both absolutely fine with each other. Maybe that happened in real life. It feels very clean, um, but hey, maybe. Um, Bobby Brown. Um, so you know, uh, pop star never stop, never stopping. Yes. That guy in it who um, starts touring with um, Connor, something the something. Oh yeah. That Bobby Brown in this is basically him. <laughs> okay. Um. And it was odd. Um, it felt like that guy was modelling his performance on him from Popstar. Um, and it, 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 it's odd. Um, and yeah, it, Hunter they the make Hungry clear. Is Hunter the Hungry, that's it, yeah. Yeah, he may as well be Bobby Brown. Um, and it, it's odd because they go... It's never shown... But Bobby Brown gets her into the crack. Yeah. It, it It's almost kind of like she just starts, there's a crack pipe in one shot. It's like, oh, okay, that's happening then, is it? Um, and towards the end of the film, she basically has a conversation with him where it's just like, it's not your fault. I would have done it anyway. You You were just there. And it's a bit, okay, really? All right. Because um, the film's basically gone from, oh, she likes a bit of a drink and Stanley Tucci has to take it away from her, naughty, naughty, the odd shot of her smoking weed, to, all right, she's got a crack pipe in her drawer. Uh, there is one scene where she appears to be cracked out, um, where she's in her attic and her mum finds her, and there is stuff drawn on the walls that kind of basically looks like in a quiet place where it's like sound plus what is it in a quiet place they've got something really stupid written up there like sound equals death or something like that it's very very silly production design is is it sound or something it's like that but on the wall of whitney houston um and it's just there's a scene between Whitney Houston and her dad, which appears to be the last time that she sees him, where he's on his hospital bed, where she rushes to him, and then they have a very dramatic conversation about like who owns her rights or something. And basically, every single conversation in this film doesn't feel like it ever happened. <laughs> there, there's, there's not... There's the semblance of truth, like the general structure of she had a girlfriend... Clive Davis was her record producer. Oh, by the way, played by Stanley Tucci. Produced this film. Makes clear early on, I don't have anything to do with my uh, artist's personal lives. He actually says that. It's like, I will help you achieve your goals, 
but I won't have anything to do with your personal life. Which is basically the producer of the film going, it's not my fault she started doing crack. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Um, there is a there is a scene in it where um uh oh fuck there's a there's a song that she did later on in life i think it's it it's not right but it's okay yeah. i think that's it in this moment um where literally there's a deleted scene that shows her doing some sort of drug because it the scene is she knocks on clive davis's hotel room he opens up she's like I knew you'd be up because you're always awake. Um, play me something. I've got to. I've got to. I've got to be able to uh, uh, do something. I need to do a new song. I need to do a new album. And he plays like, and she's like, yeah, 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 yeah. And it's basically saying, if Whitney Houston is high, she's really good at picking tracks. <laughs> that appears to be like what the what the film is saying. Um, it's re- it's it's just we really airbrushed where not a moment of it rings true but at the same time it feels like you're doing an exam on Whitney Houston and you looked at her wikipedia <laughs> uh it's it, it's it's a, such such a weird feeling and then the end of the film so what I thought was going to be the last scene, I was like, that was interesting, is her in a in a hotel bathroom. She's running a bath and she's about to do some drugs. And she's singing to herself. Whitney Houston, drug-induced accidental overdose in a bathtub. She's singing to herself and it's flashing to previous moments in her life. And it cuts to black. I was like, okay, that's interesting. It fades up. And they've been doing this thing through the film where the start of the film is her preparing to take the stage at the 94 American Music Awards. And then it cuts and goes back to her past life. And then there is a scene about halfway through the film where her composer is saying, I think you should do this medley. It's these three songs. She's like, that's insane. The vocal range, the low and the high. No, 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 that's not going to happen. You forget about it. So at the end of the film, it cuts to black and then it ends on her doing this whole medley. And it it's the Band-Aid thing from Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah. It's, they want to leave you on a high because the end of the story is sad. So then you've got her doing this bravura, holy shit medley and then it's like footage of Whitney, the actual Whitney Houston, and titles coming up on the screen saying like she died, blah blah blah, of an accidental, a drug-induced over- overdose in a bath. And it's like, all right, look, I I get why you're trying to leave us on a high, but this is a fucking intrinsically sad story. It it I I just you know just leave people and leave people on that note and also i want to dance with somebody is an insane title for this film when i want to dance with somebody is maybe the only one of whitney houston's hits that was dancey and it was one of her earliest songs yeah and the thing is the film at the end is like she was known as the voice 
Just call it Whitney Houston, the voice, because the entire film is about her voice and how good her voice is and how her career faltered when she couldn't hit that vocal range. It's it does seem such... a little bit like they've gone onto her Spotify and gone right, Whitney Houston, and gone right, yep, I want to dance with somebody. That's her most popular song on. Um, on Spotify, that's what we're going call it. It's ridiculous. And the fact that they've had to kind of retitle the film Whitney Houston, I Want to Dance with Somebody because people weren't getting that it was about Whitney Houston, just says it all. Um, it's a bad film. It's, it's a bad film, and that's such a shame. Um, but... Yeah, it's bad, it's long. Stanley Tucci basically plays stereotypical rich Jewish man. And I I, I actually think it's an embarrassing performance as well. Um, Bad film, bad film. I'm not... I'm I'm pleasantly surprised it's making fuck all. Good. (laughs) There we are. So... Moving on to better things. 2023, my friends. 2023. So, looking at the spreadsheet, you know, we've talked about, I suppose we've talked about the big ones. Um, But I want to kick off by talking about a film called Silent Night. This is John Woo's return to American cinema. A film where the protagonist, played by Joel Kinnaman, doesn't say anything. I really hope he doesn't say anything then, like, at all. They don't, like, cop out towards the end. Apparently not. And when is this, Julian? Don't know. It, Sometime it, it, this year, a lot. It's not got a date yet, yeah. A lot of it is sometime this year. I mean, I tell you what, I'm going to go through this list of undated. Let's do that. Yeah. So we got the killer, which we know about. The killer uh, is New actually going to be next year now. It's been announced apparently. So there's been a bit of confusion about that. There was a tweet. <laughs> Sorry. The other day, saying next year, but then people were like, hang on a second, don't think you got your facts straight there. Oh, is that bad? Did you actually mean this year? And there's not been any, yeah. So, we'll see. Asteroid City, New, New Wes Anderson, we've already talked about that, Kids of Flower Moon, Operation Fortune. Axel Foley, colon, Beverly Hills Cop 4. Yeah. Why is it called that? I don't know. I really need a slowed down, mournful version of Axel F. Yeah. That needs to be the trailer. Judge Reinhold back in it. Uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt is in it. I bet he's a secret bad guy. Yes, without question. Who's directing this fucker? Um, Mike Molly. Who the fuck's that? He did. Uh, 
Nothing that I can find. Commercial director. Okay. Uh, yeah. Hey, well, that's fine. Everyone's got to start somewhere. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, okay, so there's that. Uh, we've got Berserker, which is a, um adaptation of a comic book written or co-written by uh, Keanu Reeves, uh, which is to star Keanu Reeves. Um uh, the comic follows an immortal warrior known as Berserker as he fights his way through the ages. All right. I mean, that, that, I mean that's emphatically, yep, why not? Yep, does look on the cover like Keanu Reeves, so go on then. Absolutely. Extraction 2, Chris Hemsworth doing more extracting. Yep. Hell yeah. Uh, Havoc, so this is Gavin... Uh, uh, Evans's uh, Gareth Evans's new film uh, was shot uh, in Wales like two years ago, starring Tom Hardy. Uh, Netflix film due out this year. So it's not a remake of the Anne Hathaway and Bijou Phillips movie from the uh, mid nineties. <laughs> Don't believe so. Right. Cool. No, Freddie Rodriguez. Uh, we've got nice. Bradley Cooper's follow-up to A Star Is Born, the Leonard Bernstein biopic Maestro. Very much looking forward to that. Yep. Um, that'll be Netflix. That'll be towards the end of the year. Uh, David Gordon Green's first part of his new Exorcist trilogy is due this year. Uh, Leslie Odom Jr. is playing the father of a uh, child possessed. Um, Ellen Bur- uh, Burstyn is already in it. Uh, is in it and has already shot her bits, apparently. Nice. Um, Brandon Cronenberg's Infinity Pool, that seems uh, like which is already screened to critics. Becky Phil. <laughs> uh, yeah, playing Sundance, already screened to critics, is currently under embargo, but I've got a feeling that will be around sooner rather than later. Uh, Paul Schrader's Master Gardener has uh, been playing festivals, has not received a wide release yet, so uh, that should be interesting. That is... Um, it's Joel Edgerton and Sigourney Weaver, if memory serves. Yeah. Why not? With um, he seems to be in a bit of a mojo place at the moment. Indeed. Uh, right, Mark, I don't know whether you've uh, had a look at this yet, but um, I've put in this spreadsheet, lift, brackets, feels like the biggest Mark film of all time. <laughs> so that. It's a Netflix film, if that helps you Googling. Yeah, so who have we got here? We've got Sam Worthington, Vinny Diopra, uh, Kevin Hart, Bird Gorman's in it, nice. Yeah, I'm down with this, yeah. Take a look at the plot. Was a female master thief and her ex-boyfriend who steal 100 million gold bullion being transported on a 777 passenger flight. Yeah, down with plan. Apparently, it's a heist. It's a heist. It of an like contents of an airplane. Yeah. So, John Reno's there as well. Let's go. Luca Guadagnino is. Luca Guadagnino is back with Challengers, a tennis drama starring Zendaya. 
Tennis movies never fucking make money. <laughs> no, they don't. Let's see how this does. Even a film literally called Wimbledon didn't do that well. Yeah. Um, Taika Waititi is back. So is Michael F. Aspender after becoming a Le Mans driver with Next Goal Wins, uh, which is a remake of a foreign language film about a female football team, if memory it serves. Indeed, yeah. See how that goes. Ari Aster's um, uh, previously titled Disappointment Boulevard is now Bo is Afraid, even though the, part, the poster would make you think the film is called Wacky Phoenix. Phoenix. <laughs> Did you see uh, that effects? No. Just Google the poster for Bo is Afraid. <laughs> it just, it looks like the film's called Joaquin Phoenix. Yes, it does look like that. Yeah. Yep. Weird poster. Um, but yeah, um, apparently uh, Ari Aster has been turning in cuts that are like four hours, but now he's getting got it down to around about three. Feels like his blank check. Let's see what happens. Yeah, go on. Um, okay. Maxine is due at some point this year. The end of the X trilogy uh, uh, that Ty West has been making. Um, Pearl uh, likely to feature in my top 10 at the end of the year so really looking forward to Maxine nice Ridley Scott's Napoleon Joaquin Phoenix and Vanessa Kirby I mean Ridley Scott's Napoleon fine I'd fucking go on then <laughs> absolutely <laughs> Hayao Miyazaki's How Do You Live is due this year um, next Let's find out how we live. Let's have a look. Oh, ouch. Um, he keeps on retiring and then coming back. One that he does do that. Yeah. One that I think is very high on Becky's uh, personal list, Salem's Lot. Yeah. Yeah. Are you rereading that? Oh, that's a standard rereading, aren't you? It is, yeah. Yeah. Always came for a new uh, Stephen King adaptation, though. Very exciting. Who's in that one? Let's <clears> have <throat> a little leak. Fucking Lewis Pullman. Is it? Yeah. Yep. I'm down with clown with that. Down to clown. Mm. Yeah. Um uh, so, uh, getting into some where um on occasion I've written entries and not necessarily uh, remembered what the details are, but let's let's see what we get. So, David Lowry's Peter Pan and Wendy. Jude Law is Captain Hook. Uh, that's going to be interesting. That is Disney Plus. Um, I we'll see what yeah, happens I, there. I, I'm just you had me at David Lowry. Uh, yeah, and I mean like he did Pete's Dragon. Yeah, so Pete's there you go. Uh, Wes Anderson has a uh, another film coming this year: The Wonderful Story of Henry Sugar. Uh, kind of an episodic thing based on a Roald Dahl uh, book. Wait, wait, where's that? Um, this has got two we, movies out this year. Yeah, but to be fair, Asteroid City was shot like a couple yeah. years back, so it's more delayed well, shit. It's based on a Roald Dahl story. You fucking hate Roald Dahl, don't you? I fucking despise Roald Dahl. <laughs> Deeply. That's going to... 
That's going to yes. go well. Wes Anderson and uh, Dahl. Yes, a man with who literally wore his anti-Semitism on his fucking sleeve like a motherfucker. Yet we think that children should be taught the wonder of his books. They are pretty good books. Do you know what? As well, we got two films by Yorgos Lanthimos due this year. Oh, fucking great! Poor things and and. Uh, the synopsis for and sounds fucking mental. A uh, woman is implanted with the brain of her unborn child or something. Yeah, go on then. Yeah, fuck it. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a little bit like that as well, and I like Lanthimos. Um, right. Uh, Sophia Coppola is back with Priscilla. Uh, so this is fuck me. Who's playing Priscilla? Uh is it a Priscilla Presley biopic or is it just? Yeah. Oh, it is. Oh, fair enough. I yep. was kind of half joking there. Um, fucking who is it? Who is it? Who is it? Uh, based on her memoir, starring Callie Spaney. Uh, so, oh shit, she was the lead in the Craft Legacy. Oh. Uh, oh. Uh, and uh, stars Jacob Elordi as uh, Elvis, um, the um, the kind of like the the blonde haired dude who's getting with uh, Anna de Armas in Deep Water. Cool. <laughs> yeah, uh, he's in Euphoria as well, which is why people know him. Um, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, run through some of these ones. Um, the uh, uh, woman who directed um, uh, "We're All Going to the World's Fair," which I've not seen and Noel hated. I saw the TV Glow. It's got a good cast though. Uh, Sean Durkin is back with the Iron Claw, starring Zac Efron. Yes, uh, he's playing a wrestler. Fucking course he is. Let's have a look at this one. Uh, buh, 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 buh. yeah, he's playing Kevin von Eric. Uh, Digging no idea in. who that is. Good stuff. Uh, okay, we got Love Lies Bleeding. Uh, why did I put that on this film? Twenty twenty two. Uh, is oh, is this the one that's oh, okay? So this is uh, Rose Glasses follow up to Saint Maud, starring Kristen Stewart. Ed Harris, Jenna Malone, and uh, oh, there's oh, it's the Dave Franco. It's not the James. Don't worry, folks. Uh, a romance fueled by ego, desire, and the American dream. Go on, man. Sounds a little bit like she's gone. Well, I didn't like horror anyway, but it allowed me to make a movie and go to other things. Uh, so that's Love Lies Ble- Bleeding. The Governess. I can't remember what this is either. Um, let's have a look. Let's have a look. Uh, so, this is Joe Talbot's follow-up to The Last Black Man in San Francisco, starring Lily Rose Depp and Renata Renzva from uh, The Worst Person in the World. Uh, based on Anne Seri's novel of the same name, the story follows three rebellious governesses who up- hold, upend the household they work in. Uh, oh, 
inspiriting the minds of the boys in their care, igniting the imaginations of the bohemian couple who employ them, and abandoning their charges for erotic adventures. That sounds like it will make no money. Um, Alex Garland's follow-up to men, Civil War. Uh, So, this stars Kiki Dust, Dunst. Um, What is this about? If I go Civil War film, it's absolutely going to do what just on the wraps. Uh, an upcoming epic action film, also starring Callie Spaney. All right, fair enough. Zone of Interest is Jonathan Glazer's first film since Under the Skin. Ooh. So that is definitely of interest. Yeah. Uh, a Nazi officer falls in love with the uh, woman of the commander of the Auschwitz concentration camp. Yeah, all right. That's going to be fun. Yeah. Uh, Michael Mann's Ferrari is hopefully due this year, but STX Films, the distributor, are having some trouble. <laughs> what a surprise. So, who knows? <laughs> yeah. We'll see what happens with that. But Adam Driver as Enzo Ferrari, if I remember correctly. Uh, okay, we've also got Todd Haynes' new film, May, December. Uh, 20 years after their notorious tabloid romance gripped the nation, a married couple buckles under the pressure when an actress arrives to do research for a film about their past. Starring Julianne Moore and Natalie Portman. Good. Yep. I'm glad. Marielle Heller's Night Bitch, <laughs> starring Amy Adams as a woman who thinks she's turning into a dog. Uh, Amy Adams really needs a hit. <laughs> like a hit. And a I don't think it's going to be Night Bitch. No, I think it's going to be Night Bitch. <laughs> Got Scoot McNair, I don't yeah. think it's going to be Night Bitch. What a name. I'm looking forward uh, to Okay, Alexander Payne's... Oh, I'm sorry. looking forward to Night Bitch. Of course you are, you're an idiot. Indeed. Um, Alexander Payne, there's a new film coming out um, following up from Downsizing, uh, The Holdovers, uh, starring Paul Giamatti and Devoy... Divine Joy Randolph. Uh, the disliked Deerfield Academy teacher Paul Hunnam is put in charge of supervising Angus, a smart and rebellious student unable to journey home for Christmas. Joining them is Mary, the school's head cook. Again, a lot of these films feel like they're not going to make a lot of money. Um, uh, then we have a couple of biopics. Rustin, uh, which is an upcoming American drama film directed by director of um, Ma Raimi's uh, Black Bottom. Yeah. I want to say Big Black Bottom, but I don't think that's right. I think it's Ma Raimi's Black Bottom. Uh, George C. Wolfe. Uh, it's about uh, the gay civil rights activist Bayard Rustin, who organised the 1963 March on Washington. Um, so I'm, I, you know, I'm sure that'll be good. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we have Shirley, which was a film starring Elizabeth Moss a couple years back. 
and is not this one. Um, so, what's this? Uh, biopic about Shirley Chisholm, America's first black congresswoman. Um, oh, it's got soft voice. Terry it's it does, but Regina King is Shirley Chisholm, so that's good. Uh, directed by John Ridley. And uh, finally, we uh, of this list, we have The Bike Riders. Now, what is this? Would help if I could spell the Bike Riders. Oh, it's Jeff Nichols' new film, his first since Midnight Special. Ooh, that's quite interesting. Uh, so, tells a fictional story inspired by the 1968 photo book of the same name, with a cast including Jodie Comer, Austin Butler, and Tom Hardy. Right. Uh, it follows the rise of a fictional Midwestern motorcycle club. Seen through the lives of its members, the club evolves over the course of a decade from a gathering place for local outsiders into a more sinister gang threatening the original group's unique way of life. That sounds alright. Yeah, I mean, Jeff Nichols and then that cast, Michael Shannon, Austin Butler, Tom Hardy, Norman fucking Reedus, Boyd Holbrook. Yep. Mike Feist. Shit. Oh. And then another soft voice, Carl Gussman's in it as well. Uh, oh, that's good, that. Yep. Yeah. So, uh, those are the undated. I, I, you know, I feel like we've talked about a lot of the ones that are dated but coming up. But I will say, uh, Patrick Wilson's Insidious Five yeah. is uh, due uh, Patrick Wilson's directorial debut in July. Can I, can I point out that we the Meg predicted two. that? What, that Patrick Wilson was going to direct it? Yeah, we predicted it? that on the show. Sounds about right. Uh, ben Wheatley's The Meg 2 is due in August. Still can't believe that's happening. <laughs> yep, amazing. Um, I feel like we've kind of talked about the other big ones to talk about through this long. Yeah. 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 I, I keep forgetting that we've got Fast X next year. Yeah, that's weird that we haven't had a teaser or anything for that yet. No, it feels a little bit like that one's. I don't know. It's if it was, if it was gonna get pushed, I think it would have been by now. Yeah, I I get the feeling we we might have an awful lot happen very fucking quickly on that. Like we might have a we might have a poster, a teaser, a trailer in like four days. (laughs) Yeah, quite. Well, let's see where we come back to next week. But, um, yeah, there you go. 2023, there's a shitload coming out. Yeah. There's a, oh, God, yeah. I'm really fucking pumped for this year. <laughs> and on that note, questions? Yes, we do have some. I saw them earlier. Uh, oh, so I asked the question uh, of, of our audience... Uh, I think I might have asked this one before, but I asked it again because we were covering uh, what we were covering, uh, which was our question for you: simply, what's your favourite disaster movie? 
Uh, and by Volcano. It's a strong shout, actually. Volcano is a lot more entertaining than I think people remember. Came out around the same time as Dante's Peak, which I think did better, but Volcano was the better movie. Fair enough. Um, the Doomness, uh, Armageddon. It's simply perfect. Armageddon is a fun fucking movie. Um, and Rick Kidd, uh, I love the disaster films in the 70s, e.g. Poseidon Adventure, Airport, Earthquake, etc. Dancing Speaking Volcano from the 90s were good. Two, my favourite overall is Town Inferno. Town Inferno is a fucking good movie. Mm. It's a really good movie. Uh, I have to be honest. Independence Day for me. Sorry. Nice, strong show. Just all of them, to be perfectly honest. I, I don't think I've ever met a disaster movie I haven't liked. Yeah. I, I, I just fucking love them. Even the not great ones like Into the Storm, we yeah. kind of dig, don't we? Yeah. Or Hurricane Heist. Hurricane heist, yeah, yeah, Moonfall. Uh, uh, yeah, Moonfall. I like a movie with a lot of weather in it. You do like a weather movie. I do like a movie with a lot of weather in it. Actually, do you know what? Probably there is probably one that I've met that I didn't particularly like. What? Don't look up. That's the only disaster mm. movie I can think of that I've not liked. But I don't think that's. I think that's almost like a, a an anti-disaster movie in a way. Mm. Oh God! Even that awful Mark Wahlberg one, I quite enjoy. Which one? The Happening. Oh, it's always the teacher and it's the yeah. trees. Alright, yeah, you've ruined it for now. <laughs> what about the bees? The bees! Yeah, and like there's a there's an odd bit with Zooey Deschanel where she doesn't want to eat a cheese ki- bit of cheesecake because she thinks it might be cheating. Mm. It's, I, what a piece of shit that movie actually is. <laughs> Alright, it's two. Uh, I, I, I'm going to have to go Emmerich on this. And in both the day after tomorrow and 2012. 2012's that the John Cusack one? Yeah. That's really good. Actually. Could literally yeah. just, I, I, I could watch those like every other week and never get bored. No, no. Oh, that one that What's His Face was in before he became really fucking irritating was good. Dwayne the Rock Johnson. San Andreas? Yeah. I like the fact that. Um, I don't know if I've ever seen the interview bit where, with, where someone's interviewing. Um, <laughs> Jake Gyllenhaal for Strange World and somebody informs him uh, Dennis Quaid informs him that he literally has played his dad before in a film and he's like what? Yeah. <laughs> I was like yeah. That's like, good. When? I was like the day like oh my god is that you? <laughs> and he's just like we, we, it's like we met like once like, like yeah. literally like one day like, <laughs> for like an hour of filming and did like one shot. He's like Oh man, that's cool. <laughs> Sorry guys, I really need a pee. Keep going, but I really need uh, yeah, a pee. So, yeah, question. I'm going to ask the question now. Questions. Uh, ask the question. Bar, what's your favourite cinema to visit outside of your locals? Watershed in Bristol. Yeah, you're a big fan of that, aren't you? I, I, I'm going to go for the, um, I can't remember what cinema chain it is now, but the one whenever we go to uh, Stockport uh, with Noel, I can't remember what cinema chain it is now. It's a nice cinema and it usually means I'm with, uh, at the very least, Noel, but usually Noel, Jordan and Ian. So it just is like, it's, it's as much the cinema but the company that I know that I'm going to keep there. 
within yeah. for that. That would be mine for sure. I haven't been to many that aren't just like the light. That is it, Ian. Yes, the light in what is it? That point. It's a nice cinema. It's it's like an, it's it, it's like an everyman, but not for dickheads. Fair. <laughs> um, Rick uh, Kid. Happy New Year all. Having watched Spartacus and Happy New Year by the way. Uh, Spartacus and Cleopatra so far this year. Is there a famous historical figure that you would like to see a film about? A famous historical figure I'd like to see a film about. Harry Houdini. Oh, like a proper biopic. Mm. That's interesting. Yeah, because there's not actually ever kind of fully been, I mean, been filled back, but not like a proper, mm. this is the definitive one to look at. Yeah. Yeah. Go with that. Ooh, a good shout that. The dude who invented the inside toilet. I want to see what challenges he had. <laughs> I... Toilets inside, human waste is the outside. Oh, How dare you? Um, I'd, I'd, I'd like to see uh, Nolan just do a full Nikola Tesla uh, movie with Bowie. But we won't get it now. Um, historical figure. Tesla would still be a good, interesting one, though. Yeah, it would be. Yeah, going well. Yeah. Get told us Winton to play him. That's what she seems to do now. Just mops up roles that were originally intended for David Bowie. <laughs> now, now, Rebecca. <laughs> I'm not going to ask you what we're covering next week, Ian. I'm going to look at the spreadsheet. Hell yeah. I'm going to go, I know what we're covering next week. It is The Pale Blue Eye and either A Man Called Otto or The Enforcer. I feel like it's going to be The Enforcer. It's going to be The Enforcer, yeah. Because I... I Right, can, can we just agree right now? None of us are that bothered by a man. Yeah, I don't want to see it. But I actively just don't right, want to watch it. <laughs> All right, that's fine. Let's do the Enforcer. We're going to do the pale, pale blue eye and the Enforcer. Yep. Sorry, I legitimately Bex. don't know what that is. A man called Otto. That's weird because I've watched the trailer with you. <laughs> Evidently, my brain's just fucking wiped it immediately. Just, I, I don't need a two hour movie where, where Tom Hanks is just miserable. Tom Hanks is Harrison Ford in A Man's Yeah, yeah. 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 I'm quite intrigued by that pale blue eye one. I'm very much looking forward yeah. to it. Donna wants to watch it, even though she was a bit put off when I said it was a film, not a TV show. <laughs> so, the reverse Mark. Yeah, well, the reverse me. Yeah, but... yeah reverse it, yeah. Yeah, uh, right. I'm not hosted, so I don't need to do this bit. <laughs> Ian's glitched. <laughs> Ian's glitched. Yeah, I am hosting, aren't I? Right. Uh, Bex, see ya. Hi. Mark. Bye. Audience, love you. Mwah. <laughs>